Hi, you are listening to Elliot Emerson, and this is the Emerson Podcast, and today it is Tipsy Tuesday. <laughs> Our guest for Tipsy... Oh, it's not Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's Thursday. <laughs> Our guest for today for Tipsy Thursday is the one and only... Can you compose yourself? Hello. I'm talking to you. I told the people I was... I told the people... You know, it sounds better than Thursday, actually. We'll just go through it. Let's just pretend it's Tuesday. We'll pretend it's Tuesday. (laughs) It's really Thursday, everyone, but we're going to say it's Tipsy Tuesday. Today we have a guest on, our very first guest. We have the one and only Ashley King. Yay. Okay, Ashley King, please spell your name since you have a (laughs) unique spelling and a unique (laughs) domain for your website. How can the people find you? My name is spelled Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. My last name is King. My website is ashleyking.nl. And you you also have a Twitter. What is your Twitter handle? The Ashley King. Okay, that's simple. So we've got... <laughs> as long as you can spell it. We've got Ashley King at... No, I'm sorry. We've got AshleyKing.nl mm-hmm. and then... The Ashley King. The Ashley King on Twitter if you would like to follow her. <clears throat> so, Ashley, how long have you been in the industry? I have been part-time for almost three years. Almost three years. Okay. So how did you get started? Can I ask? That's an odd question. Um, I started out sugaring by mistake and not knowing about it. Sugaring by mistake, how does that happen? My ex um, owned a bar and I'm from California. So he owned some property and a bar and stuff in California. And I didn't realize how much money he had. But I started getting kind of more of an a lot, like here's money to go spend shopping and here's grocery money and here's rent and here's car money. and Here's just, rent. That's fabulous. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> he had it to burn, I guess. So we had that kind of relationship and I didn't really know what it was until we broke up and I wanted something very similar to that. Mm. And then I found Seeking okay. and I found a guy... I dated a guy there for like two years, from there for like two years, and then um, I kind of got more into, like I realized and started reading more about escorting and how people really, especially sugar guys, kind of take advantage of girls that are sugar babies and yeah, <clears throat> get, you know, three times the emotional labor and work for half the cost. and. It was just didn't make any sense to me. So I started doing escorting and I started out very, very part-time. What do you mean very, very (laughs) part-time? Maybe one like new client a month or so. And it kind of progressed. Companion, that's similar to my situation. I'm also a part-time companion. We are very similar. We are. Would you say, okay, how do you feel about offering companionship part-time and would you ever be able to offer it full-time? That is a complicated answer. I think, firstly, being able to offer it part-time is kind of a luxury for 
many people, not everybody can go down that road. Um, I have a career already and I'm in the medical field and I just don't think that I would ever move to full-time, never say never, but I don't have a reason to and I don't have an interest in it. I'm especially low volume and I really prefer to stay that way. Okay, low volume. A lot of people talk about, or maybe, um, sh shame. Shame companions, and then a lot of people claim that they are low volume. So what is low volume to you, and why do you feel like that's important to let it be known that you're low volume? I do mention it um, pretty much every in, in every ad because it's kind of important. I think most clients that see a companion are naturally looking for somebody who doesn't take it as a full-time job and they're not going to be worn out or over it or uninterested and they're gonna be at their best for each person that they see. Um, for me, my low volume is I don't see anybody, more than one person in a day. So if I have a date for that day, I don't schedule any other appointments. I've tried before to see more than one person in a day. I have to. And I regret it every single time. And I'm always like, don't let me do this again because I just, it's just, it's stressful. It's a lot. It causes a lot of anxiety. And to go from one person that has their own issues and fun things about them and switch to a completely different, different person, person. Mm -hmm. is so difficult. And it's like, almost, it's like you have to change your entire demeanor and really be prepared ahead of time. And I'm, I'm not that way. <laughs> and different people have different needs. So to those <clears throat> companions who are able to see more than one client a day, you, I think you're, you're a rock star. You're a rock star. You're a superhero. <laughs> Kudos to you because neither one of us can <laughs> do it at all. Yes. I, I would be completely exhausted. So we're a on a little bit of a time constraint. And so we're going to try to keep this, <laughs> this tight and easy and nice. <laughs> so um, today we're going to talk about acronyms that you should know. And the acronyms that I ones. the more important acronyms that you should know, and I think those acronyms would be STD and STI. Mm -hmm. um, uh, first, I want you to know that there is no shame, absolutely no shame in having an STD or an STI, but you need to realize that you have it. And how do you realize that you have an STD or an STI? Ashley, can you help Other the people? Than other than Fine. checking yourself, as you should be. Yes. Um, most importantly would be to get tested. Yes. We a want lot of us do. Yes. We, <laughs> as uh, companions, we get tested often. But what I truly question and worry about is the safety of clients and how often that they get tested. A lot of them think that since they don't have partners outside of their wives, or girlfriends, or if they are not really sleeping around even, a lot of them think that they don't need to get tested even if it's been two years since they've been sexually active without any kind of testing. I laughed at somebody's post about, you thought you got tested when you went for a cholesterol panel. <laughs> no, you specifically need to ask you your healthcare ask. professional Speak up. And to be tested for STDs. And some STDs, they don't even test. Sure. Without, so that, without you asking. Without you asking. And I think that would be, um, I think one might be herpes. 
You can have, so you can ask for all kinds of things, but HIV is a blood test. So a lot of people don't ask for that. Mm -hmm. And really, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are, get concerned um, that their provider is going to judge them or look down on them, especially if they're married. I've had a lot of people tell me like, I don't do that. I don't get asked for testing because my doctor knows me and knows my wife. Oh yeah, a lot of, you're right. Yep. So um, Planned Parenthood is awesome and they accept donations if you don't want to use your insurance and testing is pretty inexpensive. I'd say under a couple hundred dollars for a full 10 or 12 test panel. And that tests you for everything you can think of. Okay. Um, a lot of people still don't get tested for, the, the main two are chlamydia and gonorrhea. And yes. People don't really get tested for syphilis anymore because it's a really old disease. But they need to be. But they should be. And it can be a real thing. It can. Um, one of the major ones that I think a lot of clients don't realize that they should get tested for and providers as well is any kind of oral STI testing. It's super low risk and it's rare to have an oral STI or STD, but you will have to physically go into a testing facility and ask them to swab your cheeks for um, oral chlamydia or gonorrhea. I guess it, I think it can be in your throat. Um, for them to test that as well as a normal sample because they don't go out of their way to do that. And it's, like I said, pretty low. So you said rarity. for oral chlamydia and gonorrhea, I think I have seen on Twitter that somebody said that they got one, uh, yes. one of those in their throat. Mm -hmm. I saw that it's uh, chlamydia, yeah, in the throat. And I mean, it's obviously very treatable and shouldn't, I don't think anybody should really look down on it or be, overly concerned about it but if you don't get treated for it and you let that happen you are bringing it back to the people that you don't want to know that you got it from someone else you could be bringing that home to your wife or your girlfriend or it could get potentially worse over time if it's untreated and untested absolutely um but what is something that you could do to minimize your risk obviously covering everything um, hmm. I think a lot of providers should be doing all services covered. It's difficult to get some clients to agree to that. And there, we, I mean, we all have been on Twitter talking about how we have clients asking for bare services when they're really not considering their own physical health or any of our sexual health, which is uncalled for. Um, and I think there's pressure for providers and we feel pressure to provide something that is uncovered when really it's it's affecting our own health and I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's necessary to put yourself as a companion or yourself as a client at a risk um, since you never know how many people that your partner has been with. Mm -hmm especially for companions, because we know clients have lives outside mm -hmm. of the industry. I just feel like it's the best for everybody if you guard yourself and protect yourself, be as healthy as you can be, and just use, use condoms. Yes, be smart about it. Be discreet about your testing if it's important to you. Like go, like I said, to Planned Parenthood or a free clinic and give a nice donation to them for doing their work, but you can get tested basically anywhere it doesn't have to be your family provider that knows your wife or you know your children it's not that big of a deal and a lot of them don't 
care. It's I've never run into a provider that is judgmental of people that are actually being proactive about checking for their own sexual health and like dealing with anything that comes up. I've never seen anybody that's against that. Yeah, I don't think I have either. And you can make, as a companion, you can make it sexy, you can make it fun. Mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of companions do this, but Mm -hmm. I know I personally do. But when you check your client for any signs of any diseases, and ladies, you should be doing that every time you see mm-hmm. somebody. You make it sexy, you make it sweet, you make it fun. That may be showering together or offering massage or just being slow and sensual as you undress your client. But I feel like everyone should be doing these you things. You need to be educated, though. I think yes. all providers need to educate themselves on what they're looking for to make it fast and easy for yourself Yes, and to make it as you know sexy and fun as possible when you're doing a quick check, you need to know what is abnormal and what is not. Like there's things that can come up easily and even like an ingrown hair. Yes. That you can't, it's very difficult to tell without being like right in front of <laughs> it, you know? I love balls in my face. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, a shower would be fun too. <laughs> a shower is a good idea too, but also I don't want to get my hair wet. And if I, I was going to say that not a lot of us, up. a lot of us spend a lot of time to get ready when we have a date. So maybe a shower is not possible, but I know a lot of women that, that do offer that. I think massage is probably the easiest way. Massages. Yeah. It's really good. And it's fun. It's fun and it feels good for them. It feels good for you and. Sometimes they'll reciprocate, so that's fun. Mm, that is the best. <laughs> that is my favorite. I have a client that massages me, and I love it. I don't think I've ever massaged him, but I think he. Mean. I, I think he's the one that greedy, offered. Greedy. So every yeah, time we see each other, time. I take him up on the <laughs> offer now. Well, Ashley has to leave us now, but it was great to have her on for just like a quick little chat. And it's just like an experiment for the immersive experience because I've been saying that I want to interview people and have more (laughs) guests. Um, So you can catch her. Um, Her website again is Ashley King at, no, why do I keep saying app? AshleyKing.nl. And then her Twitter handle is the Ashley King. And I am your host. Please do not forget me, (laughs) Elliot Emerson. You can follow me on Instagram, Elliot.Emerson. You can follow me on Twitter at Exclusive Elliot. And my website is Elliot-Emerson.com. Okay, until next time.